Hello and welcome to the Remarkable Men's Practice podcast series on being the man we really want to be. I'm your co-host, Coach Paul Bielek. And I'm your co-host, Coach Mark Rothman. Thank you, Coach Rothman. Please tell our listeners what would be good to know about you. Thank you, Coach Paul. I am a progress coach and certified RMP facilitator. I developed the nine components of progress to help you make the kind of progress you both desire and deserve. I'm the author of Stop Playing Small, an A to Z guide to living your bigger, better life. And you can find many of my ideas of progress on my YouTube channel. Great. Thank you. And the Remarkable Practice, the Remarkable Men's Practice began in 2010 as my mission to create deep and trusting connections between men by focusing on 10 inner domains that create remarkable outer results. Through private self-leadership coaching, our weekly men's circles, and semi-annual retreats, RMP helps men from all walks of life into becoming the best versions of their own self-leading men and living life by their own design by being the men they want to be. That is long. Nonetheless, our subject for today's podcast is why we win from risk. Coach Rothman, thank you. Why do we win from risk? Well, I always like to take a step behind the question to understand some of the premises of it, or at least I think how it's counterintuitive, because I think we're going we're gonna to wake up a couple men who think about, wow, risk is scary. I, I, I try and avoid risk at all costs. I know men who proudly say, I am risk averse. It's risky. I know men who've got graduate degrees. Yes, it's risky. I know men who've got graduate degrees that taught, taught them how to be risk averse. Averse. So the whole idea that risk is not only positive, but actually leads us to the victory, to leads us being the self-authored men that we want to be, I think needs a little explaining. Right, because it's risky. Um, but do we grow from risk? Well, that's the, that's the kind of the lever point. That's the fulcrum where we say, yeah, the only time we grow from risk. Every time we've stayed safe, every time we've played it easy, every time we've gotten the result we expected to get, we haven't grown. Right. And so risk and growth run uh, synonymous, yet at the same time, risk uh, has consequences and it has costs and it has benefits and it has a very dynamic range that makes the state of risk a vital, dynamic, and exciting state. Does that sound true? That is true. But I have to ask you the question, how can we embrace risk knowing what the, that there may be a price to pay? Or there almost certainly will be a price to pay. How do we embrace that? How can we, be, how can, how can we reconcile that? So is the price uh, an upward bonus, a reward? Uh, a new station, uh, a new reality, or is the price a huge uh, withdrawal from our trust account, health account, psychic account, and bank account? Well, I think that's the fear. If, if you think about it, if you sort of play out what could happen in risk if it goes wrong, you can end up with, with, with withdrawals from the trust account, the, you know, the financial account, the peace of mind account. The, the the reliability account. People may think we're not reliable, we're not capable. 
that so I I'm still I still need some help and I think some of our listeners might understanding how we can win or we can grow or it's really in our best interest to risk a possible deduction from all those accounts how do we do that um, well yes we can win and grow and let's start with the idea that we both agreed on that risk is vital, dynamic, exciting, and uh, very motivational. Absolutely right. We can't get where we want to go without taking some risk. And But we see so many men who don't get where they want to go. They stay stuck. So that's and I don't blame them at some level. So we have an immediate upside of what it's like to be alive when we're in a risk state or risk project, right? Yes, that's true. The other upside, Coach Rothman, is what if it goes our way? What if the risk pays off? What if we get a new station and it's, it's, we're glorious? Then what? I think that's obviously what most men say they want, but I think we also have to address, do you think we also have to address the possibility that Actually, a lot of men are afraid of getting what they want, that being risk averse allows men to stay safe and, and not even face like, well, what would happen if I had all the money I wanted or if I was able to buy the car I want or be with the girl I want to be with? So what if I win? What if I succeed? I'm afraid to win. I'm afraid to grow and expand. And so, yes, many men are afraid of that. They'd rather stay put or just uh, incremental, dependable, measured, uh, 10% growth each year or three or five, etc. Right? Exactly. And they, and they justify it not entirely incorrectly by saying 3% growth every year, you know, by the time I'm 60, I'll have enough to retire on. So let's find a sweet spot for our listeners. You in? I am. I want to be very clear that the sweet spot, where that sweet spot lives, it's between oh. on the one side. <laughs> you know already? Well, no, let me just frame, let me just frame it. This is what I'm seeing. And, and you tell me if, if I'm in, if, if this aligns with the, the risks of risk. Okay. On the one hand, we have the possibility of risk failure, which means that then we do massive deductions from all of our critical accounts. On the other hand, we have the possibility of actually getting to live the life we want to live, which for some men is maybe as scary as all of those deductions. So we have on, on the one side the fear of loss that risk would create if we don't succeed, and we have the fear of win that risk would create if we do succeed. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. But that still describes the polar poles and the the dungeons and the dragons and the devils and the details i agree and I, and and i think it's important for us to say those make be explicit about them so we know what they are and now like you know those are the boundaries of our field like the you know the the lines of the soccer field or the foul lines of a baseball field okay we're so clear we're so good what's the sweet spot that's the question. What is that sweet spot? What is that sweet spot that brings us to that sense of being alive, that electricity, that, that knowledge that we're driving towards our goals and we don't want to be anywhere else in the world? 
I propose it is progress, it is incremental growth, it is achievement, it is step after step after step. I've done it, I've, done to the, I've gone to the next level, and, and now look at where I am. That's the sweet spot. That sounds really powerful. Oh, great. After all, you're a progress coach, right? That's absolutely right. So, so the does, goal... What does progress do to men? Progress, first of all, gets men to where they want to be. And then as you just described, it gives men a perspective looking over their shoulder of what they've accomplished that only feeds their ability and desire to go further. Okay, and now what does progress do for men? It helps them become the men they want to be, the men they were born to be. Does it help them help other men? That's a critical part of it. One of the components of progress is being connected, being part of a community, being in relationship with other men and other people that we care about. Does it help them believe in progress? Absolutely. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once we begin to progress, we begin that we can progress further. Does it help them stack progress? Can you talk a little bit about what stacking progress looks like? That's a very important concept. It sure is. Some people, some men call it consolidation. Some men call it multiples. Some men call it leverage. Some men call it strategic partners. Some men call it systems in place. And so when we take a, a vertical stack of components or factors that create progress and we combine it with another stack, we get not only exponential progress, but uh, an enlarged or an expanded progress, okay? Which we can then say, well, this is a system, and then here's another system. Then we can make a couple more systems and up maybe five or 10 systems, and that is how we run our household or our business or any of our uh, software set setups plus hardware. They're a, a collection of systems, aren't they? I think I need to understand a little more specifically what it what you're stacking. What that that was very general, theory and and in sort of explaining the theory of it. What do you, what is it? We would need it? we would need a year in the history of the universe to yeah. do that, Mister. What do we when we talk about stacking progress? What does it look like? It looks like hot water on your face, and then some shaving cream, and then uh, a razor, and then you start making progress. So inside the stack are the factors that create a system of progress. So starts with a wheel, then an inner tube, then a tire, then, a then some lug nuts, then a hubcap. That's a system. Those are the factors. That's the stack. And you now have a completed wheel. You put it on your car times four. I see. So that's, so that's really innovation. Uh, Perhaps, but it's really a stack of factors that create a system of progress. And so in the world of risk, which is where we are, if we can risk once, a uh, sweet spot, a uh, moderate, accountable, achievable, satisfying risk, can we do it twice? Yes, that's, I think that's one of the critical factors is that it becomes a, its own template for success. Once we progress and succeed in one area, we discover we can do it in other areas as well. And so you're saying yes to risk stacking. We can actually stack risks. What does that look like? Whoa. What does that look like? <laughs> well, that looks like, again, 
our sweet spot, our moderate, achievable, accountable risk that makes us feel that progress you talk about, have that progress, and we create two risks, two systems, two verticals, two stacks, and a third or a fourth. And at one time we're running risks, which I bet we're all running right now. So that moves us far, 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 far forward, so right? So is that the same thing as one of the key principles of everything, everything, everything? When we start to take risk in one area, it becomes easier to take risks in other areas of our lives. Is, is that what you're talking about? Yes, but swap the word area for domains. Okay. I am optimizing my 10 internal domains. My domains, as you know, such as self, health, home, work, money, relationships, creativity, fun, spirituality, and purpose. So I have factors in all of those domains, and I am seeking to optimize those domains and running a few risks in each one. Yesterday, I, while I was training, I pushed more metal in the air than I ever did before, more weights, and I took a risk, and I feel stronger today times 10 domains and look at us we are all all men are potential systems of progress is risk something that we can make habitual good question as in a practice right as in a practice yes absolutely and also as in something that is just our regular mode of action almost without knowing it I believe men actually do that automatically. When we achieve that new station that you spoke about, when we feel that progress, that's what progress does for us. We just instinctively want to say, what else? Where else? What, what more? Let's bring it on, right? What more can we do? And, and we actually protect that level. I'm at this level now. I, I used to be over there, but now I'm here, right? Mm-hmm. I started with 10 pounds and I'm at 32.5. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be with the 10s anymore. <laughs> I want the 32s and I'm looking at the 35s. So another part of progress is having critical milestones, is having a timeline, is having benchmarks so that we know where we are relative to where we started from. I think more simply is what you said in the beginning. Um, just some measure, some yardstick, so that we know we uh, one we achieved our risk, and uh, it was doable. It was moderate. It was exciting. It was vital. Let's do another and another, and we begin to stack our risks. I think there's one critical component of risk we have not talked about, Coach Paul, and that is: is it Newtonian or is it quantum? Meaning, if we if we take a little bit of a risk, do we move down the field the same number of yards every time, or does risk actually make our progress exponential? Is it leveraged? Thank you, Coach Rothman. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is what we'll discuss in our next podcast because that takes us into the stratosphere. And I believe I hear the call of the 1964 RMP Ferrari warming up. So I think it's time to please, please, Coach Rothman, point our listeners to our remarkable continuing resources. 
Yes, Mr. V, ongoing support for men to take into their week is why we do this and so much more. So here's what you all want to know. You can reach me for any matter at my website, markcoach.net, or you can reach the Remarkable Men's Practice at forremarkablemen.com. That's F-O-R remarkablemen.com. You will find coaching, weekly men's circles, annual events, mastermind meetings, and our self-leadership community. Thank you, Coach Rothman. You did that with uh, verve and panache, given all things considered. So, listeners, please, please join us again next week when we will take apart all points quantum and Newtonium on our way to learning how you, too, can be the self-leading men in your own world. Off to the races, sir. Over and out. Thank you.